As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and we're just sitting here having fun with each other while we're waiting for you. But we want you to have the free download called Christmas, the rest of the story, 124 pages. Denise, do you want to say anything about that study guide? Well, I think these study guides are marvelous because you can just get these truths deeper and deeper and deeper on the inside of you. And as you read it yourself, you can go your own pace and you can just meditate and meditate they're wonderful. They are, and you can get the whole series that goes with it. And I've told you in every one of our home groups on this series that every one of these programs began at one of the sites that we're talking about. It is worth the whole series just to see these locations. Joel? And in today's TV program, we're offering Sparkling Gems number one and Sparkling Gems number two. And I think those are really exceptional books. And if you, need a, if you need a daily devotional to study with, I think these are just gifts. They're exceptional. Oh, I've heard from so many people that said, well, we bought a lot of sparkling gems at Christmas and gave them out as presents. I've heard that many times. Right? That is such an honor that people would do that. But, it, but you know what? It's a gift that just lives and lives and lives and lives. It's amazing. So if you need a devotional to begin the new year, that's a great devotional for you to start the new year with. But hey, are you guys ready? Ready. We're about to wrap it up. We just have one more home group on this subject. And when we come back next week, we're going to talk about how to get ready for the new year. It's going to be a lot of fun in home group next week. But tonight we're going to begin in, are you guys ready? John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And in John chapter 1, John talks about the miraculous event called Christmas. Now, I have to say something. Okay, you guys listening to me? Because somebody usually gets upset with me for teaching on Christmas, and they say, Jesus was not born in December. Who cares when Jesus was born? That is not the point. The point is he was born, if you want to be technically correct, he was probably born in the spring. We don't know exactly when he was born. We can kind of guess when he was born. But the church traditionally celebrated in December. I really don't care when Jesus was born. I care that Jesus was born. And this is a time of the year for us to remember one of the greatest miracles that ever occurred, the greatest miracle that ever occurred, and that is the manifestation of Jesus Christ. Joel? It's not about December 25th or January 2nd or the spring. It's about that Jesus was born. He's our Savior, and He came to save us. Amen. Mm. But in John 1, 1, John is writing, and he's talking about Jesus in His preexistence. And he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When John says the Word was with God, do you know what the Greek says? It says pros ton theon. Ton theon means God. Pros means face to face. It describes the relationship between God the Father and the Son in Jesus' preexistence as a man. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was face to face with God. And this verse tells us that Jesus was not just a component of God, but it says, and the Word was God. Jesus is God. It's one of the greatest revelations that you will ever get. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a Savior. Jesus is God. Amen. Amen. And every time that you call Jesus Lord, you're really acknowledging that He is 
God. Even the word Lord, the Greek word kurios, in the Old Testament Septuagint was translated Jehovah. Really, every time you say Jesus is Lord, you're saying Jesus is Jehovah. You're declaring Jesus is God. Hallelujah. Denise, that's who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Rick, in John chapter 14, I, I just love this. And, and it's uh, verse 9. And Jesus said to, um, he said to Philip, he said, have I been with you so long and yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? And I just, that just touches me so deeply that Jesus says, don't you, don't you get it? Don't you get it that I'm God? Don't you get it that I came in the flesh? He is so God oh. that John 1, 3 says, all things were made by him. It's talking about Jesus. I know. Jesus is the creator. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The Greek literally says, all things came into existence by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The Apostle Paul basically said the same thing in Colossians 1, verse 16. Listen to this. For by him, this is what Paul says about Jesus. For by him were all things created. It's talking about Jesus. Jesus is the creator. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. All things were created by him and for him. Paul declares that Jesus is the absolute creator. But when we talk about the incarnation, the creator came into the world. The light came into the world. You know, Rick, somehow those wise men, they had some kind of revelation from the scriptures because their reaction to Jesus was to collapse before him and worship him. And it's, it's the Holy Spirit and the word of God that brings to us a revelation of who he is. Mm. And that's what changes our life is when we see who he is who he is and what he's done. And when we were talking about the wise men, I kept thinking about that, that they, something deep inside of them was happening because they had a revelation, not to collapse before this great king, this little boy. They had a revelation of who he was. Mm. And that's what, that's what spurs our worship, real worship to him. What spurs it, Denise? Is a revelation of who he is. Hmm. Well, let's see what John 1, 5 tells us, what revelation it gives us about him. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I really like that verse for many, many reasons. But Origen wrote that the light was born in Bethlehem. And here it's referring to Jesus as the light. And it says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. You know, we're living in a day, guys, when people are really afraid of what's going on around them. They say, oh, there's such darkness. Things are raging out of control. Jesus was born into darkness worse than any darkness we know. 
but the darkness was not able to comprehend the light. You know what the word comprehend means? It's the Greek word katalambano, guys. The word kata means down, the word lambano means to grab hold of. You put it together, it means to grab hold, to deceive, to wrestle, to pull down, to master, and to finally make your very own. It's the picture of pouncing on, seizing, or latching hold of a thing with all of one's might. But the darkness was not able to tackle the light. Wow. The darkness did not have the ability to wrestle the light. It did not have the ability to take it down and to master it. You know why? Because the light always comes shining through. The darkness may try, but darkness simply does not have the power to take down light. And the RIV of John 1, 5 would be the light shined in darkness, and the darkness could not have the power to tackle it, conquer it, or master it. And in the same way, it doesn't matter how much darkness you may feel there is around you, that darkness does not have the ability to put out the light. Think about how much darkness there was when Jesus came into the world. The world was in darkness. Mm -hmm. Except for the Jewish faith, the whole world was in paganism. Mm -hmm. I mean, dark, 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 hideous blackness. And Jesus was born into that. But you know, when things are dark, you shine brighter. It gave Jesus an opportunity to really shine. People could see the light. And even though the enemy tried to take him down, the enemy did not have the ability to take him down because this divine light cannot be wrestled. It cannot be tackled. It cannot be pulled down. And that same light is in me. It's in us because the Holy Spirit is in us. The same light is in you. Amen. 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 Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. But let's continue in John 1 verses 9 and 10. This is an amazing statement. It says, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. We talked about this last night. That God had miraculously changed his fashion. God removed all his divine attributes. God took upon himself the form of a servant. He changed his clothes and he appeared as a man. He appeared so much as a man that this verse says he was in the world that was made by him and the world knew him not. People did not even recognize him, but creation did. Let's think of the times when creation recognized the creator. He was the creator that was in the world. This was the one who made the earth. So when he spoke, the sea recognized the voice of the creator. When Jesus spoke, the wind recognized the voice of the creator. Isn't that amazing? When he walked on the water, the atom solidified. Under his feet, because it was the touch of the creator. It's amazing. It's amazing. Even when Jesus died and his blood was spilt, upon the earth. The earth went into convulsions because creation recognized it was the blood of the Creator. When Jesus spoke to the tree that didn't have any fruit, it great, withered great away. Example. It's truly amazing how creation recognized the Creator, but His own people didn't recognize Him. Again and again and again, creation responded to the voice of the Creator. But John 1.11 says, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as we saw in Philippians chapter 2, God so wanted to be with human beings that God changed his form. He appeared, or we're told in 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 6, he was manifest. Mm -hmm. Wasn't his beginning. 
It was just his manifestation. Aren't you glad Jesus was manifest for us? That was the light that lights every man to this day. Wow. And in John 1, 12, John writes, But as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But notice the word received, as many as received him. In Greek, it means to take hold of. It also means to accept and take what is being offered. And this is exactly the way it is. God offers us the gift of salvation, but it has to be taken. There's a giving and there's a taking. Jesus gave his life. Jesus gave his blood. Jesus gives forgiveness. Jesus gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives everything, but it has to be taken by faith. Mm -hmm. He can offer it and offer it and offer it and offer it. But this word receive, a form of the Greek word lambano, means it has to be taken. There has to be a response to the offering that God makes to us. As many as received him, to them gave he power. The word power, maxim, is the Greek word exousia, which is really the word for influence or authority, which means when you get born again, you have influence with God. Delegated authority. Isn't that something? We are people of influence. When we speak, God listens. He gave us the power Mm. to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And guess what? Even the word on is important because the word on in Greek is the word ice. It's interesting. The word ice means into, to leave one place and go into another place. It describes the total merger that takes place When you release your faith in Jesus Christ, you enter into union with him. He's not just an object over there that you believe in, but you enter into an actual participation with him in his life. There's a union that comes about between you and him when you believe on his name. Isn't that powerful? Yes, it says that if we were with the Lord, we're one spirit with him. We are. Amen. And John 1.13 describes the miraculous event that takes place. It says, when we believe, we're born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but we're born of God. And this is why we call it being born again. It is a second birth when we are literally born by God God places his seed in us and we become the sons and the daughters of God and we have power, we have influence with God. Denise? I just say amen. Amen. All right. Well, there's one more Christmas verse here, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. There you have it. That's Christmas. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. And when the Bible says the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Maxim, do you know what word that word dwelt is? Is it manna? No. What is it? It's the word skinio. Okay, wow. It's the word for a tent. tent. It's yes. the word for a tent or a tabernacle. Erase the tent. It means God temporarily moved into a temporary facility. It was his body. And God housed himself in a human body. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And we beheld his glory. 
That's what happened when Jesus came into the world, Sister Renner. Brother Renner, that's what happened when Jesus came into the world. And tomorrow, as people are gathering all over the world to open gifts and to eat with their families, I think it's so very important that they just pause to remember this is more than gifts. This is about the manifestation of God into the earth. When God took on human flesh and dwelt among us. That's what Christmas is really about. That's what it's about. And that's why in our own home, we never opened Christmas gifts until first we read the Christmas story. Right, Joel? That's right. But Jesus is the greatest gift to humanity. He is our Savior. He is our salvation. And we talked about yesterday that every knee will will bow and call him Lord. Mm. And he is Lord. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Amen. Well, let's pray for our home group. Denise, would you pray first? Hey. Father, we just thank you so much for your presence that's with us right now. Lord, we are truly, as your word says, one spirit with you, Lord. You gave us your spirit to dwell in us. Hmm. You wanted to dwell in us just like Jesus was in that human body. You came in to dwell in our human body. Hmm. Lord, we thank you for your mighty presence inside of us, God. Thank you for our relationship with you. Thank you for that time that somehow, God, we came to the knowledge to receive you as our Lord and to be born again by your Spirit. Thank you for that moment, whenever that was, God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for Christmas. Oh, God, thank you that you came. It's such a miracle. It's so much to discover that you came for us. Thank you for coming for us. Lord, I think of your scripture that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You came because you loved us. Amen. And we just receive your love. And Father, I just speak your, your blessing over our home group. And that this be a special Christmas in their own hearts and with the hearts of the people that they share it with. Amen, Joel. Father God, I just thank you for this wonderful home group we've had, studying your story. Jesus, thank you for coming, for being our Savior. Thank you Mm -hmm. for my salvation, Jesus, for being the light to our world. Mm -hmm. And Father God, I ask you to bless tomorrow, Christmas. Bless our time with our families. Father God, I ask you to give us peace in our homes. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Maxime. Uh, Yes, Lord, thank you for coming. Thank you for becoming one of us. Thank you for living here on this earth. And now you understand us. Now you are a great high priest who understands us, who, who is merciful because you lived here. You know what we're going through. And Lord, I'm just thanking you for being merciful high priest. Thank you. Father, we thank you so much that we can be together in our home group five nights a week. We thank you that there's no space in prayer. Lord, you said if we gathered in your name, you'd be in the midst. We know that you're right here. Lord, I ask you to touch every heart for everyone who's lost a family member or lost a relationship for some reason this year. 
I pray, Lord, that your spirit would come and would comfort and would bring healing and strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, friend, tomorrow, if you can, read the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 2 with your family before you dive into the gifts. Why don't you just say, you know what, this year we're going to put first things first. Let's read the story. It only takes about five minutes. But wow, it will just be so important. Go to sleep and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.